There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. gosh, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Unsug Podcast. And today I get a chance to have a very honest, candid, amazing, energy-filled conversation with my friend Lydia Knorr. You guys, she is a successful author. She's a speaker. She's a health and wellness coach. And she's so much more than that. And she is going to take us down a journey today to give you so much hope, so many practical solutions to help you get unstuck so that you can be better, have better, and do better all of the things. Girlfriend, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh. You know, it just, just moments before we went live, we talked about how we have this mutual energy. Like I yeah. think we vibrate on the same frequency. So this I is totally going to be agree. so much fun. And I think it's going to just be like, boom, boom, boom. Like we're just going to be, you know, you know, bouncing off each other here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm really thrilled to be chatting with your audience today. I am Lydia Noor, as Lachelle mentioned. I'm a health and wellness educator advocate for for women especially. You know, my target audience is the midlife wife, that woman who's kind of stuck searching for something more. What is my purpose in this lifetime? You know, there's more I'm meant to be doing. And the reason she is my target is because she was me probably 10 years ago in my early 40s. You know, I had a great life. I was married to a beautiful man, you know, lovely home, three gorgeous daughters, a successful career as a registered dietitian. And, you know, life was good. And I had some really great opportunities within my career to find my sweet spot. And my sweet spot was on a stage, speaking to people, working in media, educating on the messages around nutrition and health and wellness. And it was all very, very good, very positive. But at some point it started to feel not that it wasn't authentic, but that I needed a bigger, more important message to share. And I didn't yeah. know what that was. I don't know if I told yeah. you this, Lydia, but I felt the same way. So for years, for mm-hmm. 10 years, actually, I spoke around the country at anesthesia seminars. And while it was fun and to be able to educate and to show up in that way, I also felt like there is a message inside of me that I needed to get out in a bigger way that I kept being propelled to do. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many reasons that we have so much in common, but I just had yes. to throw that in there quickly. So yeah, you were, no, so and you, know, and you and I know what the answer, you and I yeah. know what the answer is, and we're going to get to that later, what, yes, what all of yes, that's yes. all about. <laughs> but it's, it's really searching for more meaning, you know, why am I here? What's my bigger pur- purpose in yeah. this lifetime? And, um, and, you know, I, I shared that I was lucky that I had a good marriage and I could say, you know, this is something I'm struggling with because everything that we've created in this life of ours together is beautiful. And I'm so grateful for it, but something's mm-hmm. missing inside. I just don't feel like I'm happy from the inside. And yeah. my husband used to say, well, figure out what that looks like. Just do what makes you happy, whatever that yeah. is, whether it's whatever, like it could be any number of things you just figure that yeah. out, but also try and focus a little bit more on just being present and enjoying what's in front of you in this moment instead of, you know, focusing on what's yet to come or or jumping back into the past where, you know, you wish you could relive moments and so on and so forth. So that was really great advice. And I'm going to pause you real quick for a second, because I think that when some of us feel like that, we, we look around, right. And you have the three beautiful girls and the house and the husband and, and the career. And sometimes we can get down on ourselves. Like, why aren't you just content? 
Mm-hmm. But I think that there mm-hmm. is, there's something about this stirring inside of you that I feel like is for me, it's a divine calling that I'm being called to the next level. And it's not about oh, being yeah. discontented. It's about being excited for where I'm being called to and being Correct. grateful for where I am. So right on. And I'm, and that's, that's where I ended up going. And I yeah. realize now that it was a, a call to service, you know, we're, and we're all, we all mm. have a purpose, a higher purpose. And we're, and sometimes it happens through different life-changing events where we just say, you know, we take stock of why did something happen? It's a shift. There's meaning in this. Or sometimes it's through the natural ebbs and flows of life. You know, maybe the kids grow, they leave the house. All of a sudden your purpose as a mother and as a homemaker is no longer as important as it once was. And you're looking for something more. Whatever the reason be, everybody gets to this point at some point. A lot of times we won't own it and admit it to yes. ourselves and we'll just push it down. Yes. But in the case of myself, I was feeling this stirring and, you know, I, I knew that, you know, okay, just sit with it and figure it out. Well, my answer came very quickly for me and it came on the heels of some life changing moments. If I can fast forward now to a few years later and my husband has a great job. He's the president of a company and he's growing a new business and he's traveling a lot. And over time, I can see that he's getting tired, Lachelle. And I, I, I mentioned that I'm feeling concerned about what I'm seeing here. And, yeah. you know, he admits that, yeah, it's a grind, but, you know, it's, it's an investment in, in his future, our future. And, you know, it, it'll have a life, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that life never happened because he was traveling on business in China one time. And it was a very short whirlwind trip. And I got a phone call at three o'clock in the morning while he was traveling to find out that he had passed away. Oh my gosh. No forewarning, no prior health issues, nothing other than this fatigue that I had seen in this sort of energy shift in him and this, you know, waning of his, you know, this quieter demeanor that he was sort of expressing or showing more often, which was not characteristic of him. All these little signs and signals, but certainly nothing that would have alluded to what that phone call with the news was on the end of the other line. So of course, all of a sudden overnight, my life has changed, right? I'm now a widow and I'm a sole parent to three young daughters. Yeah. And a crazy thing happened though, even though I knew that the grief journey would be long and arduous and hard. And it was something happened very, very soon after I got that news. And it was just this enormous amount of gratitude that I felt for this life that we had created together. All those things that I had said to him, you know, I'm so grateful for, but I was mostly grateful for his perspective about, enjoying what you have in the moment and doing what makes you happy because he lived that mantra. That was the way he lived his life. And so all the things that I was remembering about our time together were reflective of that, that perspective. And I remember just feeling so connected to his energy and thinking something bigger is at work in my life here, because how have I just gone from this woman whose glass was somewhat half empty a few months ago, Mm -hmm. having this conversation with her husband to someone who's now just received this devastating news, but can feel the love and the connection and gratitude. Like what's happening here. And I knew something bigger is at work in your life. So I really, really wanted to, to hold on to that connection and to develop it further. So in the months and years that followed his passing, I spent an inordinate amount of time reading about what happens when we die and connecting to, you know, departed spirit and spending time in nature and journaling and meditating and just receiving what came to me when I get quiet, just receiving. And what I realized one day is I had this huge epiphanous moment, which was such a small moment, but it was massive in, in in my eyes. And that was that when I got really quiet and present, I realized that I was completely peaceful. I wasn't thinking about the past and what I'd been through and I wasn't worrying about the future. And that revelation of finding my inner peace in the present moment Mm -hmm. was, was 
the light bulb for me that said, this is the message you need to go out and share. What's just happened now is you've been nurturing your inner well-being for so long, just receiving what's coming to you, getting quiet, sitting with it, coming to terms not only with what's happened, but also finding your actual inner peace. And that was that happiness that I was missing. That was that thing that I was restless about. And I knew that the message now has to be about bigger than what I was talking about prior in terms of physical well-being, nutrition, and all the things we do to be healthy and strong. Right. It's about a bigger health message. It's about nourishing your insides as well and all the things yeah. you need to do, which in my case, I knew what my practices were to get me to that point. And they're not the same for everybody, but I knew that I could go out onto stages now and speak to people to inspire them to really put the work into themselves. And that's how my program Discovering You, which stands for your own uniqueness, came to be. It's about stepping into the most unique part of yourself, i.e. your inner spirit, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, yeah. living from that place and just using it as your superpower. Oh my gosh. So that was that part of the journey. That, and, that's um, it, yeah. it, it ebbed and flowed. It ebbed and flowed after that. Um, and there's, it's so amazing when you talk about getting stuck, I never felt stuck in those early moments and in that part of my life, even yeah. though, you know, it's been eight years and I will say the grief journey never ends. It's always, mm-hmm. it ebbs and flows and it has its highs and lows. But I felt really strong after connecting to something bigger than myself and knew that I needed to be out there sharing it on a stage. So I started working with a business coach and getting all of that together. And what can this look like? And who could my potential audiences be? Hmm. Um, and then, you know, a year and a half in, I get a diagnosis of cancer. And so the cancer was centered around my throat, Lachelle. Mm. And it was two surgeries in the space of nine months. It was quite extensive. There was treatment that followed. And instead of saying, why me? I said, what's the message in this? What am I supposed to be learning from this? Because I've just gone through this hard, hard journey of losing my partner, but a lot of wonderful revelations have come from this. Right. And now I'm dealing with cancer. And I knew that it was an absolute call from the universe that you got to get out there and use your voice, whether it's from a page or from a stage or however you want to do this, you got to get out there and speak to people because people need to hear what you have to say. And so that's what I did. I got out and started doing keynotes and I started doing workshops and I was doing great by day. But then by night, you know, I guess I allowed my own walls to come down Yeah, and I needed a shut off button. And mm-hmm. I started turning to some unhealthy coping mechanisms in the quietness of, you know, my own home behind closed doors where people couldn't yep. see the strong, resilient, powerful, positive, right. inspirational person. Mm-hmm. And wine became my best friend for a lot of years. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about the journey never being linear and it certainly isn't. And you know, the the moments where we feel most stuck. And I'll say, you know, now having navigated so many things in my life, grief, cancer, alcohol, I can honestly say that, you know, the things, the the things that held me up the most were the things that I knew that I had control over, which was the latter, the very last one. And it took a lot of years though, of sitting in that space and saying, okay, how do you want to live your life? What is, what is really the, the driving force within you? And it was my inner spirit, discovering that, that peaceful place, knowing what I needed to do to connect to it all the time. And what were the things that were holding me up? And it was not living in alignment with that part of myself. It wasn't, it was creating and, and implementing practices in my life that would allow me to feel spirit and to feel connected and to feel peaceful, Mm -hmm. but then also recognizing that there's parts of your life that are not in alignment with that. And who do you want to be and how do you want to show up? And I think when you get really honest with yourself and you're very reflective about who you are as a person, the thing about getting in touch with yourself 
on the inside is that there's a knowingness. There's a sense of groundedness and calm within you. And if you can hold on to that and know what you need to do to hold on to that space and that part in your life, nothing really is going to shake you up too badly that you can't recover right. from it. Right. And so I think in being really honest with yourself. So some of the key things for me were, were being honest with myself about who I want to be, remembering how grateful I felt and, and what the connection, what that gratitude meant to me in terms of knowing I was connecting to something bigger yet inherently within myself um, and understanding that there's sometimes things you just need to leave behind in your life because that was another time and place in your life. And in order to move forward, you got to walk away from certain things in your life. And so that was my journey. And um, it was just so revealing and enlightening for me and joyful that I knew that I had to go out and really inspire people to live from a place of authenticity and do it by aligning with the things that they value the most, figuring out what that looked like yeah, and live from that place so that you can live from a place of light with, you know, an expanded heart and show up in every facet of your life as the best version of yourself. So there's so many things that I want to unpack from that. And so I'm just going to start right now with saying that any one of those three things could be the one focus that I have on this podcast in one interview, right? And so the fact that you went through a devastating loss of your of your partner, the cancer diagnosis, and then having to deal with your addiction to alcohol, yeah. and the fact that you were able to get through all of them and work through that in order to be the person you are today, I wanted to say like, way to go and thanks for being an inspiration. I also wanted to say that, you know, I think that so many times people get really, really hard on themselves and they have a hard time acknowledging that it's okay to be not okay. And I think that one of the things that you just did for us is give us this ginormous gift of being vulnerable enough to say, you know, you might see me out here doing all these things, looking a certain way, behaving a certain way, showing up after my spouse passed away, showing up with cancer, you know, kicking butt, taking names, doing all the things, but behind closed doors, I'm struggling. And I think that sometimes, at least with myself, when I get into especially personal development, really capturing my thoughts, getting myself to a higher plane in a with my spirit, all of the things that you talk about, I get even harder on myself when I have a bad day. Yeah. Because I think that mm -hmm. I should be better than that. And it's important for us to remember, you guys, that even really, really strong, inspirational, motivational people still have bad days. But the difference is, just like Lydia is demonstrating here with her story, is that they choose to let that season, that moment, that thing come and then go. And the next day they show up and they try again. And one of the things, Lydia, that, that I also wanted to acknowledge is that, you know, you, you really just gave us this, this hope of becoming the best versions of ourselves and getting into flow, even when things are hard. And yeah, really how you did that, it sounds like, is take the moment and acknowledge the lessons. Because I think that we can be really hard on ourselves and say, why did this happen to me? This isn't fair. This is hard. I don't know how I'm going to get out of bed in the morning. You very well might have had those moments, but you chose to get out of bed anyway, and you chose to find the lesson in it. Does that sound accurate? 100%. Absolutely sounds accurate. And the thing is, what I've learned from all of this is 
many things. One is that when you're really, when you're really rooted in who you are and you know who you are, you know, when you're aligned with that part of yourself. Yeah. Um, people will come and go, situations will present themselves and they may not be great, but it's not really going to, it's, it's not going to throw you the kind of curveball it, it might mm. if you're not as strong and, and grounded within yourself. The other yeah. thing I've come to know is that there are no mistakes in life. I really truly yeah. believe that even when we make choices to take a certain path and following, you know, my husband's passing, following my cancer and in between, it probably lent itself to part of why I was still, you know, navigating right. unhealthy coping for quite a while afterwards right. is because I made some decisions that weren't serving me. Understanding right. those things. That, and, and one of them was a professional decision. One mm -hmm. of them was a personal, like a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing that energetically, they weren't serving me. When you're in tune with who you are, you yeah. feel it. You feel it energetically. And if something doesn't align with you, you know it. Yeah. But sometimes you choose to stay in something just because there are certain elements of that relationship or situation that do serve you, but they don't yeah. outweigh what you really truly need at the core. Yeah. And again, so it's understanding that these things are all meant to show you and help you grow and, and learn for next time to do differently. Yeah. Right. I and, tried it, but I don't think there's any mistakes. We always, there's always an opportunity yeah. to learn and to grow, yeah. Lachelle. And yeah. I think if you can look at life that way, then, you know, we're learners and teachers constantly, right? We learn and then we, in turn, you know, it's a reciprocal relationship. We give yeah. that learning to someone else, which is what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, and that's the journey of life. It never, it never ends. So one thing that you've described in a couple of times is being in alignment and I, I think about that as being in flow and I never knew what, you know, people say, oh my gosh, like just, I got into flow and it was like the most amazing thing. And I never really understood until I got into flow. <laughs> and then like the best way for me to describe that, um, I'm a very visual person. So if anybody out there has ever watched the, the movie Finding Nemo, it's a cartoon, Disney cartoon from several years ago, but there was a scene in there where Nemo and Dory were trying to get to Sydney, Australia, and they got into what they called the EC and the current literally took them like jet streamed them to where they needed to go. And they had been swimming hard and, and doing all the things and putting in the work and showing up and just keep swimming, just keep swimming. But they got to this point where they literally got into a current that shot them right where they needed to go. And that's how I felt once I got into my own EC, when I got mm -hmm. into my flow, my alignment and I want to take a moment and I want to just introduce the audience to this amazing thing that I have cooking up right now to help them get into alignment and help them have balance between their goals and their families and all the things that they want to do. And let's just have them take a quick listen to what I'm up to. And then after that, I want to talk about how you can help other people get into that alignment, get unstuck. What tips and tricks do you have for people? Sound good? Awesome. All right, guys, we'll be back in a couple seconds. Hey, Lachelle Weemy here, and I got to ask you, are you feeling like you're always on your freaking phone and you're trying to run your business, your family's complaining about you always being on your phone, you feel like you're winging it constantly, and all you want to do is have a strategy that lets you be 100% authentic and you are literally attracting the right people to you? Oh my goodness, that was me too. And I had to figure out a system that would make that work. I, and I totally nailed it. 
I have a program all designed to help you do that too, including a chance to spend the entire day with me so I can help you write copy that attracts people and you will literally be done for an entire year. If that sounds like it's something that you need, we totally need to talk. Go ahead and click this link and let's get started. Okay, Lydia, let's get this conversation picked up because I just cannot wait for you to start to share some of the things that you instituted yourself and how you help other people who are maybe getting, you know, too familiar with this stuck feeling and they really, really want to have better. They want to be in flow. They want to be better, do better and have better. And this isn't it. So tell me a little bit about what you've done and, and, and how you help other people do the same. Mm-hmm. So I shared a little earlier on about some of my own practices that I did to connect more fully with myself, um, yeah. get more present with my inner self. And that, you know, was reading and journaling and meditation and just getting quiet a lot, a lot, a lot of time in nature. It's funny, you know, I still spend so much time in nature and some people might look at that as just, you know, unproductive, but that's where I yeah. do. That's where some of the most, the magic happens really. Yeah. And so that's, that's not time wasted at all. I but the one thing that I think is... No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go being in nature, I think, allows us to be more present because there's things yes. going on around us that allow us to capture our attention and keep us in the now. And I want to yes. just ask you really quickly, because I don't want to forget, you are a very high energy person like I am. And you talk about meditation. And I think that a lot of times people that are high energy have a really hard time shutting down their brain. So yes. can you give us any tips that you have for those people who are, you know, wanting to meditate, they've heard that it's good for you. Um, it's mentioned in the Bible that it's important for us. I just read a book by Caroline Leaf that says how it regenerates your brain. Um, mm-hmm. So it's so good for you, but we have to learn how to shut this off for a little bit. Any tips yeah. on that? Yeah, um, I have several actually, and that have worked for me because I, I'm exactly like you. It's I have a hard time shutting off the mind chatter. You know, I think the simplest way is to, when your mind starts to wander, you know, when you get quiet and you close your eyes, first of all, find a really quiet place and don't have anything, Mm -hmm. you know, any outside noises that can distract you, but really bring it. I do two things. I focus on my breath. You know, if if I find my mind wandering, I just focus on my breathing and I really focus on that third eye. When I close my eyes, I look for that Mm -hmm. third eye between, you know, sort of right at the forehead there and see what comes to me there. Um, The other thing is to do guided meditations, which I also find work really, really well. Um, just, and they're usually, you know, there's a, a nice soft backdrop of music in them. And as long as you have someone who's got a really beautiful, fluid voice, using a guided meditation can kind of just help you get into that. Even if it doesn't help you discover anything within the meditation, it also takes practice. You know, it's not going to happen yes. the first time around. You got to keep mm-hmm. at it, but it will put your body in a state of calm. And if nothing else, you'll just start to, to feel your heartbeat slow down. You'll start to feel the sense of calm that comes over you. So trust Mm -hmm. in the process and believe that, you know, the more you do it, it's like anything else, right? It's a practice. And the more you do it, the more benefit you'll see from it. So that's, um, that is definitely my practice for meditation. And you guys, I want you to... I'm just going to say that I want to just mention this real quickly that um, around meditation, again, if this is something that you, you know, just are like, eh, not really, not really for me. One of the things that I've recently learned as well is that if you are struggling with stress, anxiety, um, maybe weight gain around your abdomen, it, that is from excessive cortisol release in your body and that's from stress. And basically your fight or flight is in overdrive. And so when you can get yourself to calm down and to meditate and to, to let your parasympathetic or your not fight or flight kick in, those things are going to start to take over and you're going to find less anxiety 
less, you know, unintended weight gain, just a more calm demeanor. And so there are so many physical reasons why doing this is so important as well. And then Lydia, you mentioned as well that you were able to take this opportunity and get in touch with your spirit self in in order to guide you to where you want to go. And I think Mm -hmm. that this is really important, you guys, because part of being in flow is being on the path that you're supposed to be on. And our spirit is the one who already knows what that path is like. And so when you can quiet yourself down and listen to the thing inside of you that's guiding you, for me, that's God, um, you aren't going to go wrong, but you have to quiet your mind enough to be able to listen to him guide you yes, to where you want to go. Exactly. And so, and it sounds like that's kind of was part of your journey, right? Is, is, is listening to that. Absolutely. And it's also connecting the dots. You know, I think, you know, more than we, we all know more than we give ourselves credit for. And I do use journaling sometimes in the work I do to help people see, you know, we do like sort of a memoir type of writing where we can look at points in our past from our young lives to middle lives to where we are today to see what the common threads were. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we'll all of a sudden realize that there was something that always lit us up that we maybe Mm. just forgot about because we got busier with life. And then we say, oh, that leads to where I'm supposed to be. And I'll give you a perfect example. So when I mentioned earlier in the interview about in my work as a dietitian, my sweet spot was from a stage using my voice. When I started doing memoir writing, when I was a little girl, I forgot actually until I started writing Lachelle, but I used to spend hours in my parents' basement singing for nobody's ears but my own. And I envisioned myself as whoever I was singing to and being on the stage. And so to me, it's a lot of so happens now that I'm meant to use my voice as my gift. Not necessarily in a song, but from a stage to be sharing a message. So that thread has always been with me, right? Um, the other yeah. thing that I think is common to us all. And it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to reflect in spirit. Although I think you and I have a, a, a deeper, maybe belief system or understanding that really spirit is, is, um, is the greatest teacher for us. It yeah. shows us where, what we're meant to be doing in this lifetime. But yeah. if you can align with the things that you value and the reason I target women who are sort of in that midlife restless, something is missing, not only yeah. because that was where my journey started, um, but because yeah. we wear so many hats as moms and partners yeah. and daughters and siblings and what, and in our work mm-hmm. that we, yeah. we forget who we were before all of that mm. and, and forget that there's, there's an identity to ourselves and parts of ourselves that are just waiting to be reborn and re-explored yeah. and rebirthed. And so I try and get people in touch with aligning with their core values, with where they are at in their life today. And I use the example yeah. of, you know, as mothers family is, and all the, the things that fall under that institution of family yeah. are things that we strongly yeah. identify with and value. But as life shifts and pivots, let's say in the case of myself, where my children are older than yours, they're spreading their own wings. They're already doing their own things. Mm-hmm. Some are graduated university working. And so the priority that I place on the values of that institution, they're still there, but they're not the same as they were 10 or 15 years ago. Right. And so your values shift and pivot with life. As life happens, things shift for you as well. Health has always been, you know, I walked the talk as a dietitian for 25 years. I was out there speaking to people about the value of physical well-being and nutrition and all of that. But my definition of health is now expanded to incorporate inner well-being as well. So it's nourishment of body, mind, and soul. So it's a bigger definition. And that's because of the journey I've been on. Those are the things I've come to learn. So I accept the fact that some of my values, which maybe once were 
you know, in a, in a different box have now expanded or may have changed altogether. And yeah. so that's the work I, I do with that. women to help them understand that, you know, yeah. get in, in touch with what you value, but remember your values, they need to be your values, not what you were taught yeah. and not what someone else expects from you, but they're yours. What lights you up? What resonates with you? and makes you I feel alive. I love that. And you're right. Oh my gosh. Like I got goosebumps when you were talking because it's like the past gives us clues right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't know where you're supposed to go in this next, you know, transition of life, maybe you feel like Lydia did where you feel like just a little bit unsettled and you feel like there's something more, but you don't know what that is. The past leaves you clues. You might have, you know, enjoyed something, been good at something your whole life, just like you mentioned. And so it's like, okay, well, where can I include that in my life right now. Yes. The past can also leave us breadcrumbs as far as things that self-sabotage us. If we go back to see what are the things that, you know, the patterns that continue to follow me, right. what do I need to resolve now in order for me to get to where I want to go as well? And okay. I got to just ask this because I'm really curious. I hear a lot of people recommending journaling and I've always looked at it like a way for me to get all of the clutter that's going on inside of my brain yeah. out. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm not very good about going back and reading anything. Is that something that you recommend? Um, and tell me a little bit about that process if you do. Yeah. Well, I do two types of journaling and like yourself, I do morning pages. So as soon as I wake up in the morning, I write whatever's in my head and whether it's something I have to do that day or whether it's something that happened the day before or I wake up from a dream and I want to get that on the page, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And I have like you, I do, I'm sure books and books and books and books of writing. <laughs> And I don't go back into them a lot, although I'm starting to now because I know my big book that I'm writing is mostly in those pages anyway. Um, oh, yeah. But um, but the other writing that I do is memoir writing. And I did that. It was a very targeted type of writing, which is what I coach. That's the sort of coaching style okay. that I take. It's a very targeted yeah. type of writing to help you weave the threads from your past to your present to your future. Um, okay. You know, well, so, enlighten me because I don't really understand that process. So, so tell me a little bit more about that. So yeah, absolutely. I'll give you an example. So if I were to work with you, I would say, okay, let's take your age and divide it by, we're going to do this over 12 weeks. So we'll take your age and we'll divide okay. it by 12 and let's just use a, a number of 48. I know you're not, but yeah. you know, so <laughs> divided by 12, we'll say that's every four years. So we'll take what your yeah. life looked like from zero to four. And I'm going to ask you the same set of questions throughout each period of your life. Who were the key mm -hmm. players? Where did you live? What were the smells, sounds, tastes, memories? Who were your best friends? You know, what were some highlights? What were your favorite things to do in the summer? So on and so forth. Let's say there's a list of 10 okay. questions. We're going to apply those yeah. to every section of your life, every four years. And yeah. you will more than likely start to see some threads, some common threads of things that you like to do. Or if there's a special thing that happened within those different segments of time, I'm going to ask you to honor that and try and find a way to recreate that in your life today. So let's say... I don't know, let's just say you have a memory of a certain smell. Maybe your mom baked pies all the time. And maybe there's a bakery somewhere close by that you can go to that will emanate those smells that you remembered as a kid. And you can buy that and bring it yes. home and enjoy it. It's just, it's recreating an experience for yourself, but it's also helping you capture something that was once really important in your life. So when you can weave yeah. the threads of all those things, times and places that um, it, throughout your life, you'll start to see patterns. Yeah. You'll start to see where, oh yeah, I remember, like I said, as a kid, I loved to sing. Music has always been a part of my life. I quieted myself yeah. down. I remember. So when I talked about singing on the state or singing in my parents' basement yeah. in high school, you know, being too cool at that point in my life, Lachelle, to try <laughs> out for the school musical, but 
but seething under my breath at the girl who was playing the lead, knowing that that should have been me, you know? So it's, it's, but that, so that all that says to me today is that, that, that never left you, that yearning to, to use your voice and to be out there was always with you. It never left you, whether you honored it or not at a certain point in your life, for whatever reason you did or didn't, but you know, it's those things never, they never leave you. So, and we all have a creative side too whatever that looks like, whether it's, you know, musically or artistically or writing, whatever that is, we all have a creative side to us. You know, little kids, when you watch them out play, they're so creative. And if we can foster that and nurture it and, and find a way to help keep it in their yeah. lives, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to translate into really healthy, grounded yeah. people because they'll have a true sense of who they are and what makes them unique. And that's the whole point about discovering you. It's your own uniqueness. Yes. And you know, one of the things that we've talked about a little bit is just the spiritual side that we have. And, you know, I, I've read a lot about how energy attracts energy, right? And that basically our whole goal is, is to live in love and to live in gratitude and happiness and all the things. And so when you can create a life that's filled with the smell of mom's pie and it's filled with singing because that makes you happy. And it's filled with all of these things that you've identified from that, 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 exercise that you just told us about, you're going to create more in your life that is going to give you that feeling. And that's where that alignment, that with the, that's what that feels like. And it's just going to attract even more of those experiences. And you're going to be more aware and intentional. And before you know it, you're literally exactly where you're supposed to be. Right on. Right on. I just, oh my gosh, I love it. I could talk to you all, all day long, all day long. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in order for us to give, you know, the audience, um, the back, what the rest of their day, because we could keep talking. Is there anything else that we haven't had a chance to touch on that you are just dying to, to bless our, our audience with today? I, I honestly, it's reiterating what I've already said, but you know, ladies, and really my message is universal, but you know, I chose, I chose my audience based on my own experience, but you know, honor your own uniqueness. Don't stuff it down. Don't put it away for a rainy day because you're going to show up as the very best, most beautiful light that you were meant to be in everything you do in your life. If you honor your own uniqueness and live from that place. So do it. I love it. And it's never too late. You guys, mm -mm. like it doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 80, it doesn't matter if that's you're right. feeling that, that unsettled calling inside of you, that's there for a reason. So listen to it. Okay, Lydia, I want to make sure that everybody has access to all of the ways to connect with you in the show notes, because I know that there are going to be people who are listening that are like, I need to talk to this lady. I need to follow her. I need Thank to you. read her stuff. And I'm really interested in the memoir stuff. That's so fascinating. Um, before we hop off the call, I'm going to ask you though, is there, if there was one question that you could ask our audience today that would help propel them forward in the future, one coaching question, what would you have them ponder? Who do you want to be? Yeah. Who do you want to be? And I love that, you know, and I, and I think the answer would probably universally, universally be I want to be someone who feels happy every day when she wakes up in the morning. Yeah. Gets out of bed with yeah. joy. And if that's who you yeah. want to be, you I have love that. every tool available to you to do it. And it's all in you. And I'm going to piggyback off of that, you guys. And I'm going to challenge you. If that is what you would have answered that question in that way, then I'm going to challenge you to say, what is one thing you can do today that is going to give you that joy? That's going to make you happy because it starts with one step. 
So you guys continue to, to be on your journey. Lydia, thank you so much for blessing us today with your story. I cannot wait to continue to have conversations. I know that this is probably going to be the first of many conversations that we have on this podcast together because you're very inspiring. And I just am so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Untucked Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.